try to compare the two parts of this story to see which one is more amazing and confounding than the other. But at last, I must ask you to judge for yourself. Heartless will introduce Mayhem to the smartphone for the first time in his life. He would protest but to no avail because her relentless nagging would eventually wear down his resolve. He would later discover that the device that he hated so much for the simple and basic reasons which I will explain to all you guys later, but for now the one he knew and caused him to protest within his spirit was that it would quite possibly be a portal straight to hell. They didn't stay at the man trap that was disguised as a house meant to lure him into a sense of safety, but they would return later in that story. Of 
problem would have what it looked like, smelled like, trying to imagine that anguish. Exhausted from the dope mayhem, walks out and sits down on the backyard and begins talking to God, who, by the way, was paying very close attention to the words left unspoken in his heart. Pouring out his heart to God, it begins with the utmost common question I believe we all ask that proverbial why. Why God this? Why God that? Explains a broken and contrite mayhem, desperate for that aha moment we all have heard of you know that divine moment that God touches you and decides to transform your life like the wing swept tips of a butterfly and suddenly everything in life is brand new even you and you can miraculously see the world how God intended for us to see it God I know you're there I know you've been there with me this whole time because I can see you as I look back all the many times your hands have stretched before me. Guiding me through the storms of life and all the times you guided me through the bullshit I love to drown in. Can you see me now, my Lord Jesus? Please, Father, open my eyes so I can really see you and use you. I need some help right now, Lord. I need Jesus. or something like it and to his other surprise God, God finally gave him that aha moment and with it the knowledge and more importantly the emotional understanding of it all to occur in his life suddenly he began crying as the revelation dawned within his soul and his faith and belief became so tangible it was quite capable of casting all the shadows of doubt from his heart they tried all the time to convince him Convinces we're not worthy to ask for forgiveness for the gift of God that he tried to give us in his son's death is given freely, but yeah, not really. One cannot fully grasp the magnitude of what that truly means if one cannot grasp the act of confessing and surrendering fully to God unless he or she has put forth the effort needed and the responses that that effort and that understanding will provoke inside a person's soul as it sprung forth from their hearts as tears of sorrow and joy and you find a desire to break out in song. bought us all for a ransom, paid is paid, and he paid with the most precious things we have in his life, blood, sweat, tears, is how that bill got paid, and if we haven't sat down and thought long, hard enough, and those thoughts don't in turn lead to shed at least one tear for what he had done out of love for you and I, well, my friend, you might not have that love that you say you do as you ride that church pew, another response that will suffice to cast away those relentless demons is Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you singing to your God? Do you know that this is the mountaintop of life, but that's what they look like? So that morning, man finally sheds the first tears of salvation and gains that which he had sought for so long. And with that single glimmering tear being shed, sent out a vibration that was felt throughout the cosmos. For the heavens on fire also shed a tear when he finally seen his prodigal son. Could he see in the distance returning from a journey he thought he would never see him return from? 
Falcons and the man who looked to the heavens and are moved by the compassion and love God has for men. Angels are always blinded by the contradictions love passes outside of heaven. They don't know blind faith is equal or that love born through suffering, but they have eternal and have always known God. So they can't fully grasp the effort it takes to go against something that is a second nature to seek a thing they cannot see. But they love God in their own unconditional ways. And they did feel the torment and relief God was feeling as mayhem allowed God to shine through him. Yes, I do believe God. And that day also was very soon mayhem to find himself surrounded by a legion of hell's finest. But this time he was ready for all those little surprises. There's little many, many surprises though that day and waiting for mayhem. Everyone would leave him more confounded and confused, but always amazed too. Even though he would be blown away time and time again by the amazing reality he finds himself living. <laughs> those revelations would fuel desire inside him to burst out in songs, singing praises unto God with a heartfelt desire to only please him as God casts his shadow over his wretched soul. In fact, before this new saga started, man was still locked in a box full of lollipops trying to stay sucker free. He, he had did just that. He began to write poetry declaring his love to God that at the time he still was having trouble feeling. If God was a gangster and it was his turn to deal, there'd be nothing wild but the deal. The real is the real. Well, that's the first part anyways. Later we realized to what degree and depths these words spoken so softly and strong together would descend into. But at last, mistake of paying too close attention to the randoms of a lunatic fox that his new motto in life that was wrote across his heart was Proverbs 27:17. Iron sharp as iron, so does one man his friend. Later he would think if that ain't some gangster shit, my father who art in heaven put the pen. Laughing my ass out, man. Quite literally and metaphorically, these words would carry mayhem across the sands of time. He would traverse the cosmos with his quacked out space monkey and told the parallel the perpendicular parallels that parallel the worlds traveling through the veils that had been torn a long, long time ago and that had been steeped in the mysteries of the human heart. Every chance he seemed to get as he skywalked through his altered destiny to keep declaring his heart to the heavens, Hartland would inevitably convince him to leave the state and seek refuge at the same as some long lost cousins who probably recall wasn't even currently found his address known as Phoenix City.
sharpened their elbow blades, resting at their sides, all the while closely watching the look in Mayhem's eyes. His heart would start racing in anticipation as he played out the complications within his imagination for Mayhem's intuition told him that trouble brought him were headed in his direction. Full speed ahead, his soldier, his cobalt's own orders to that twacked out space might give his. Relentless in his hot pursuit to acquire that which would balance the scales of God, I have spoken briefly about the contradictions that dwell in all our lives, and while an attempt could have been made to explain those paradoxes and how they become applicable to our lives, it would be pointless to do so without a very clear attempt of comparison. Love, my friends, the real love only spoken of in the tragic tales and some ancient fables does exist on both sides of the pendulum of time. On one side, it was rainbows and butterflies, and on the other side were only pain and turmoil, other angles dwelt in the shadows. Love would shine brighter than a thousand suns. Actually, only on the side of suffering does real love find its purest form and its value gathers the worth that's priceless. Heartless and mayhem now find themselves spiraling through their chaotic lives, swept up in the eternal force love becomes when it is loosened upon the earth and in the heavens, both trying to hide the homicidal intent that was coursing through their hearts unbeknownst to one to the other. Mayhem and Heartless arrive with the promise of a new life together. With these promises, though, unfortunately, life again would throw them more disappointments just as quickly. But at still some distance in the new horizon, dawning in their new life, they lay around in withdrawals and penniless to do anything about it. The irony was, in those times, they would be the happiest with one another. After a week or so, Mayhem become determined to make something shake. Mayhem, all, heartless, always with the inferior complex when it came to the hustle was lost for words, seeing as how they knew no one could come up on. Mayhem had, up until that time, been content to sit back and watch her bust suckers' heads in the game, more than happy to back her every move, letting her deal with the crap that comes in the game. Now, though, he sets off in the new stage, a strange realm like an alien in a lost land looking for friendly neighbors that hopefully spoke some lost tongue he spoke. He had a knock for manifesting the desires of his heart, so he quickly explores the surroundings and finds a place that looked exactly like a place where birds of the same feather flock together. In the fallacy, we believe might fall the black holes that refuse to relinquish his grasp upon our hearts. He sees a few people sitting around on rusty lawn chairs and sat on the decaying rotted porch that was haphazardly resting against a double-wide trailer, looking like his kind of people. He approaches with caution, like the predatory cat that approaches his prey from up wind, not to reveal its scent, stalked in the crowd, chilling in the grass, not wanting to speak to her. He walks up with an innocent enough inquiry for order, in order to break the ice. <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? He says cheerfully, even though he was dopey. Just moved into the neighborhood and just live around the corner there. He continues to explain to them. Introductions are made all around, and the funny glances being tossed his way failed to deter him in his pursuit to plug that damn rocket ship of his into some high-grade octane. The gorilla always pounded from within, demanding to be fed and let out to play. And he must, he must not. Shut up, you funk monk, he shouted at the monkey on his back to no avail. So he cast the line with a baited hook he hoped the local natives would bite on. Bait being fresh tattoos, he knew too. He knew.
knew too that 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 little piece to tackle the most common fish in the smallest ponds would bite on after only a few good casts, and he was a hell of a salesman on top of that. Even though he doesn't score, the groundwork was laid for another day. But first you're going to see, try, try again. As always, for mayhem, Argus becomes uncooperative in the pursuit, even though the promise of scoring was starting to look very promising. She absolutely refuses to go with him to acquaint themselves to the new realm, and he's forced to go it alone. He does better that way, really, when you think it's easier to open the doors needed to be opened with one when alone. After a few days, though, the job they were expecting for, for him to start that their cousin had promised to get him on their arrival soon turns to the first disappointment that was waiting on them. So they decided to throw in the town, retrace their steps to more familiar parts in order to provide the necessities that fueled their daily lives. They began making plans to leave, and the next day her cousin calls from work with news that he was able to deliver on the promises and find him employment. Just as quickly, they decided to try and stack the deck in their favor in their flight from justice. So they settled back into the withdrawals that had threatened his resolve. He's going to need to be able to hold on to that promise of love that's traveling faster than my mind can fathom on a crash course that will set into motion wonders and signs that still cause me to pause and think. I feel I've gone mad. But I haven't. And even if I had, ask yourself this. Exactly. Question everything. So back to the story. Mayhem goes to work the next day at an ironworking factory. And yes, you guessed it. He's actually sharpening iron. <laughs> the irony. Well, with the means to be able to provide for their survival now, things are beginning to look up. Of course, Mayhem's exhausted when he gets off work that first day, seeing how he has been resting his neck for the past year, tucked away in the lost caves that dotted his stained and tarnished record. Halfway through the day, exhaustion overtook him and doubt began to creep into his cloudy mind. He started to doubt his ability to step up like the man Hargus was asking him to be. But true to form, as soon as his manhood came into question, he resolved to see these things through and turned into a concrete conviction. So instead of allowing the weakness and exhaustion that had his knees about to buckle, he began to pray to the Father in heaven. Please, Lord, give me the strength to see this through. He has screams at the space monkey in his mind's eyes shut up nobody's talking to you and he's met with silence sorry god the monkey won't leave me alone i only fed the damn thing once and now it's always wearing his ugly mug demanding to be fed he continues to pray thoughts of god's disapproval hinder his prayers but it didn't matter that moment came grace was already being poured out in abundance on old mayhem's life Chances of a quick score look slim indeed, but give 
credit where credit's due, though. Because when the odds are stacked against him, is where that lunatic worked his best magic tricks. The previous day's excursions to map out the new jungle for his pet Wilmette Rocket Monkey to play in had already given him a point of reference so he would so he could devise the scheme of Skywalker. A few hours go by at a snail's pace until finally with money in hand he sets out to find the high-grade octane that damn twacked out gorilla wanted to use. Who, who, who? That gorilla who into the midst of his drug-fueled mind for the thousandth time, perhaps that week alone. Silence, he orders it, and it reluctantly obeys. Well, it doesn't take him long, and bada-bing, bada-boom, he scores a home run. Started looking up for those two finally, and they set into the process of twinking and twacking with their metallic records out, twerking in the twilight zone. First night was great, the dopest coursing through his veins at optimal levels when the day dawns and offers to sharpen iron once again, like a good soldier he is. Well, at this point in his journey, old man Henry's all in. Now that can and does mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. To Cowell, though, that is who he's quickly becoming. that was sexually erotic with a demented bent. He had a choice that needed chosen. Did he have to choose that chosen choice? All in and mayhem instead of choosing that right choice, we all are asked to choose. What's he choosing, you ask? Well, I'll tell you since you ask. Are we going to trust God for what the words has to say? To his own astonishment, he kept on choosing his one free will choice of two Saga starts to gain momentum, steadily building to the dramatic suspense for the revelations that has sent ripples that could be felt throughout the cosmos. Mayhem had at this time been going around playing the fool's fool, getting played by a fool, but mm, he had been keeping a very close eye on the plot being plotted as he plotted his own damn plot. As, he, as these things began to turn up a notch for Mayhem, he would sit back and reflect on the events that had already occurred and he had conveyed through thus far. 